2: I am so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you, and I know I say that on every radio show, and it really is because I am. I'm just so inspired by each and every one of you listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And this show is really... uh, kind of how a lot of shows actually get created just in conversation and and posts on uh, in a group that I run called Awesomepreneurs on Facebook it's a free group you are welcome to join us and I just shared a couple of kind of really cool things that I created over the weekend which got me looking at wow I wonder if more people got the energy of what was possible with communion, what could be created? And that really is it. This whole show is about the art of communion. And it's something that I really started doing, I guess, learning, being, whatever the proper term would be, once I started studying the tools from Access Consciousness and getting a sense that everything has an energy everything has an energy so you can talk to your bank account you can talk to your business you can talk to your car you can talk to your home you can talk to your body I mean you can actually commune with everything and commune to me is a little bit different than communicate because a lot of times to communicate with your body you're actually directing it whereas communion to me is a two-way flow of energy communion is like a Like if you were talking to your best friend and you were deciding what movie to see and it would be like a conversation, like what movie would you like to see? Oh, I'd like to see this one. Which one would you like to see? Well, jeez, I'd kind of like to see this one. Hmm. Well, you know what? I, I, I'd like to see both of them so we could go to that and I could go to the other one on my own. And, you know, like there's a communion, there's a sense of, uh, honoring of both parties And I know for myself, I did not have that sense of honoring for really anything in my life, probably not even me to be, well, not even not, not probably, not even me. Uh, So really communion has gifted me so much where I'm actually willing to commune with so much. I'm not going to tell you I'm willing to commune 100% of the time with everything around me, because that's not true. Uh, (laughs) And I wonder what it would be like. Like, I truly wonder what it would be like. And I'm probably a million miles farther than I ever was before. So I will celebrate that and I will acknowledge that. And really, it's just about knowing that everything has a consciousness. Everything. And You know, let's say you've got, and and actually a lot of people already do communion in a sense with their cars or their vehicles. Uh, You know, they maybe have named them or they'll give them like a reference to he or she. So a lot of people, I've just kind of, I guess, maybe the people in my world, uh, I've always kind of noticed that people had their names for their vehicles and had that energy. And it's looking at it from every perspective, like your home, your your animals, of course, we tend to do that already, Uh, your bank accounts, your investments, your your business. And business was a big one for me because I really didn't, I did business from control. (laughs) I know, shocking, right? I am a control freak of magnitude and I definitely did my business from that place of, you know, it's going to be my way, it's got to be this way, and the force and the push. And then, like I say, I started studying access and, you know, even in my very first foundation class, the facilitator was saying, you know, ask your business what it would like, ask your business what it would like its rates to be, ask your business, ask your business. And I was just like, what the hell are you talking about? No way. I get to choose, I'm the boss. Which, you know, (laughs) isn't really conducive to creating, co-creating with something. And then I started doing it. Then I started to be willing, just in bits and pieces, of asking and, and being willing for it to have a voice and noticing that the more that I was willing to allow, in this case, my business, to have a voice, the more that was created with ease. There was less force, there was less push, there was less struggle, there was less drama, drama. And then I looked at it from my body's perspective of, okay, sweet body. So you would like something different than me possibly. Okay. And then I stopped because that just felt like too much. Like it really from this place of like, no, I get to I get to choose. And it kind of matched the energy of all, you know, I started my first diet when I was nine, and that's really what I thought communion with my body was, was the force and the push of a diet. Like, oh, well, my body would never want cheesies or uh, Coke. My body would only want fruits and vegetables. So if I let my body choose, She's going to not want what I want, so I'm not going to let her choose. (laughs) So I played that game with myself for a long time. And then I heard somebody, and I can't even give credit to who it was, but somebody said it was a a fellow uh, certified facilitator, and they said, what if? What if you just allow yourself to ask your body and you don't have to follow through with it. Like what if you just do that? And I thought, hmm. So I could ask my body, but I could still have the cheesies or the cake or you know whatever it is I had decided my body wouldn't want. I could still do that. Hmm. So that kind of opened the door to this really cool possibility because I could ask, but I could still do what I wanted to do. And that from a control freak perspective, that was really something that I needed. I needed that space to know that I could still choose. So then it became this game, this really freaking cool game, because I would say eight times out of 10, my body actually desired what I had already thought about having. Weird, right? Except Now, all these years later, it's not that weird because I've always been aware, you've always been aware, chances are what you are eating or drinking or doing isn't something your body is dead set against because if it was, you wouldn't be. (laughs) I mean, that's how brilliant our bodies are, is if there truly is something that isn't working for your body, it will find a way, like a two by four usually, to let you know. So for years I had what I called lactose intolerance, and I'm very aware now that that's not what it was. It actually was my body's way of saying, I've had too much dairy, I don't want any more dairy, you eat more dairy, and I'm going to give you explosive diarrhea. (laughs) I know, too much information. And that is what exactly what would occur. And this reality calls that lactose intolerance. But I can actually eat lactose if my body desires to eat lactose. If I were going to override it, it would get rid of it really quickly. So that was something that I found to be so cool in my willingness to ask and know that I could override it. Then most of the time... I wasn't actually overriding it. That is what my body desired. So all of the control freaks out there (laughs) that are so sure that by communing, you're going to lose control and you're gonna be out of control. Will you destroy and uncreate all that and return it to center with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, poc, shorts, boys and beyonds. And anywhere you're not willing to lose control and be out of control, will you just try and create all that and return it to center with consciousness? Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, poc, shorts, boys and beyonds. And what energy, space and consciousness can you be to be out of control, out of definition, out of limitation, out of form, out of structure, out of significance, out of linearity, out of concentricity, for all eternity. Anything that doesn't allow that way to store and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pot, shorts, boys and beyonds. What energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to be out of control, out of definition, out of limitation, out of form, out of structure, out of significance, out of linearity, out of concentricity, for all eternity? Everything that doesn't allow that we destroyed and created all times a gazillion, right, wrong, good, bad, all nine podpoc shorts, boys and beyonds, and guys, that is for all of you control freaks out there. That is such a brilliant, brilliant clearing, because it's kind of bizarre. But we often think that the way to be is in control, and what's actually true is that the more Whatever it is you're trying to control or whoever it is you're trying to control actually has control over you. So all of those years that I was trying to control my business, it actually had control over me. So I was dancing for it instead of co-creating with it. I mean, if you think of a two-year-old who would like a chocolate bar at the grocery store and they're freaking out and you don't want to be embarrassed or you don't want to be judged as a bad parent because your kid's freaking out, they actually have control. So in your attempt to control them, they actually have control over you. So everything that brings up and everywhere you've been attempting to control everything and everyone, will you just start and uncreate it all and return it to center with consciousness? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pet, poc, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Because the art of communion is truly no barriers, truly no control, truly choice and honoring of you And of whoever or whatever it is that you're communing with. Yeah. So everything that brings up, we destroyed and created all. Right, wrong, good bad, online, Pudpock Shorts, Boys and Beyonds. So one of the things that I posted about on on the in the group that inspired this show was that on uh I think it must have been Monday, there was uh the, the toilet in the basement didn't flush properly the night before, and and I just said to hubby, you know, it just seemed to glug a little bit. <laughs> it didn't like it didn't overflow or plug totally. It just seemed a little bit different. So when I told him that on Monday, he went and looked at everything, and he's like, oh, you know what? The the um, the septic tank. We live on an acreage, so the septic tank is full, and it's not pumping out correctly, and all this. And so he phoned the the plumbers, and he was on the phone and you know, I could hear him saying, okay, when will they get in? You know, when can they return my call? And and she was like, okay, well, probably not an hour. Okay, um, an hour. And I could just start to feel like it was just getting denser and denser. And, you know, just kind of from that denseness, I was like, oh, wait. So I communed with the house and I said, "Hey, hey, house, would you like the sewer to back up in you? Now, this is really, for me, step number one of communion is to ask it right? Like, no, I don't necessarily want to clean up a house that has had the sewer back into it. And ultimately, it's the house that would have the sewer back up into it. So I'm going to ask it like truth, do you desire to have that? And it was like, probably one of the biggest no's I've ever got. So I'm like, okay, so what what magic can we co create here? Because that, you know, that was a very real possibility in that in that moment and hubby that was then on the phone with the guy to come and clean out the septic tank, and so he could come in the afternoon. And all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. Now, this has probably only been five minutes since the phone call to the plumbers, who are at least a 10-minute, if not 15-minute drive from where we live. And yet, when I open the door, it's a plumber. And I'm just in absolute shock, because I can see his truck behind him, so he's got the logo on the side, and then hubby comes around the corner to see who's at the door, and his mouth drops open, because he had just hung up from them, basically. There's no way they could have got to our house in five minutes, and so we're all kind of dumbfounded, and you could just see how kind of proud the plumber was to shock us. And really what it was, you know, from this reality is the plumber was at an acreage, uh, you know, obviously only five minutes away. So the secretary, rather than waiting for him to come back to the office, just gave him a phone call and said, we were, you know, we were needing help. And over he came and it was like, so cool to me that just by asking to co-create magic with the house, what was actually created? Because what would we most often do? We'd go into the trauma drama. We'd go into, "Ah, the plumber won't be back for an hour. Oh, we're going to have a big mess in the house. And then probably hubby would start. So the two of us together are, you know, let's say going into the trauma drama of it. And guess what we're asking for in those moments? We're asking for the exact opposite of what we would like. And the house and and everything the universe has our back no matter what you're asking for the universe has your back so if you're asking from the energy of oh no we're going to have the septic tank fill up our basement that's an ask or hmm house would you like the septic tank to fill up in you no okay so what magic can we create oh okay you're going to have the plumber come over in 5 minutes like how freaking cool is that? And that's, that's communion. That's asking. And I also have to be willing, if the house would have said, yep, I would like the sewer to back up into me, to be willing to allow that. Now that, you know, I I haven't had that. I don't, you know, I mean, this is actually the first time I've ever had this exact situation. Uh, So I haven't, I can't tell you what my reaction would be, but my guess would be, I'd have another question for the house. Like, okay, so you would like the sewer to back up into you. Okay, so is there anything you require so that you don't require that? Like, you know, I would ask more questions, but most of the time, it's not actually desiring that sort of stuff. It's just our asking and us not being aware of what we're truly asking for and us usually asking from what we don't want. Yeah, wow, everything that brings up we destroy, and uncreate it all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, battle online, putt shorts, boys, and beyonds. And what bastardization of infinite awareness are you using to create the drama trauma you are choosing? Everything that is, we destroy, and uncreate it all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, battle online, putt-pock, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Because if you were willing, and if I was willing, if we were willing to be infinitely aware of what we were asking for, we truly would never create anything that wasn't going to create more because we'd be aware of it. In the moment that we started talking about, oh, oh, the snow, the snow is too much. I'll never be able to get to town. I'm going to miss that appointment or, you know, whatever. We would be aware in the moment we went to that energy that we were actually creating what we would, what, exactly what we don't wish to create. But again, most people aren't willing to be that aware. So everywhere that you're mimicking this reality, instead of being the infinite awareness you truly be, way to start and create it all. Yeah, wow, right, wrong, good, bad, online, put, box, shorts, boys, meons. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back.
1: motivate, change, succeed VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
3: Close your eyes Imagine being free of everything that limits you What would it feel like to live from this space every day?
0: Did you know that Glynise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. To find out more about Glenice and our program, please visit ww.glenice.net. That's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities.
2: Welcome back everybody. So we are talking about the art of communion, and it's really, you know, like I was saying before, letting go of control and allowing things around you to have a voice, to have choice. And a lot of times, you know, if you look at the people around you, are you willing for them to choose for themselves? Are you willing for them to, uh kind of do the whole choice creates awareness and I know I work with a lot of parents and they they have a really tough time with that because they want their kids never to be hurt and never to be sad and never to be rejected and all of this so they kind of jump in and and make choices for them or push them to make certain choices when really true caring would be allowing them to choose for them. I mean, within reason, and of course, their age range, of course. You're not going to allow a two-year-old to touch a hot stove. Uh, you know, just really being in your awareness of what will create more. What what else is possible that you've never even imagined in them choosing what works for them? Yeah, and control is a big one. So I'm going to run that clearing uh, from before, and I'll probably run it a few more times because it really is... It really is so freeing when you can get out of control. And I won't kid to you. I won't lie to you. I won't tell you I'm totally out of control in every area of my life because I'm not. And there's some areas or I don't know if that's right. I was going to say there's some areas that I will never be. That's not that's not kind to me. Um, And I will celebrate the areas that I've allowed myself to be more out of control than ever before so what energy space and consciousness can you and your business be to be out of control out of definition out of limitation out of form out of structure out of significance out of linearity out of concentricity for all eternity everything that doesn't allow that we destroy and create all times a godzillion right wrong good bad all nine pot pock shorts boys and beyonds yeah and really you know what I was talking about with the house and if it wanted to back up the sewer into it and like what if we could allow things to choose for them what if we could also choose what works for us so again like I don't know what my response would have been if my house would have said yes but I also would have been you know what I could have said is like well you know what doesn't work for me for that to occur. So if you're going, if it, you would like it and I wouldn't, is it true that you still desire to own me? Because that, that's also a piece of, of the art of communion is allowing things to let you know when they no longer desire to own you. And I know it sounds a little bit funny, like things own us. What? No, we own things. But it's not true. Like, look, if you have a house or even if you're renting or or leasing or owning, it doesn't matter. Do you go to work for it or does it go to work for you? Yeah, you're the one who pays the taxes and does the upkeep and all of that. And maybe you don't. Maybe you have somebody that, that the say the condo association pays. You still pay them. You're still making the money for it. So actually everything that you think you own, owns you. <laughs> and so yeah, everything that brings up and everywhere you haven't been willing to be owned, will you destroy it and create it all? Return to center with consciousness, right, wrong, good, bad, online, put box shorts, boys and beyonds. Yeah, and then you could just ask it like truth, do you desire to own me anymore? And then when it's a no, that's like, awesome. Okay, thank you. What magic can we co create so that you can contribute to to fi- to me finding a new place to live or finding some place too that would like to own me and and that we never ever have to stop gifting and receiving with the things in our life and i, I talk about this it kind of sounds a little bit silly but it's it was so cool when it occurred you know and and so i was driving my i had traded in a car and so when my new one came in we were driving it up to the city to get the new car and i'd always really that that car and I we just really really adored each other and so as we were driving it up I was like oh my gosh and I was just talking to it in my head otherwise hubby probably would have taken me straight to the psychiatric ward although I mean he knows I'm pretty weird anyway but um I was just like wow I just I'm so grateful for you and all the good times we had together and I was just having this conversation with it and kind of basically like and I'll be I'll miss you like I'll I'll, it, it'll be sad to see you go type of thing. And the energy that it gave me was that it, we can still gift and receive from each other. Like, even if it's not with me, even if I probably never will see it again, we can still gift and receive. And it was this huge awareness of how many times I separated, whether it was a person who left my life or, uh, you know, I've had different businesses or jobs, or vehicles, like whatever it was that left my life physically that I separated from, that I actually stopped receiving from, when really we can gift and receive with everything. Now, it's not like I sit and daydream about that car or anything like that. It's not like that. Uh, But just the energy of knowing that that I don't have to separate because oneness is our natural state. And to be in communion is to be in oneness. Yeah, so what energy, space, and consciousness can your body and you be to be the oneness that you truly be? Anything that doesn't allow that, will you destroy and uncreate all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, poc, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah, and so the other it's, uh, thing that I shared on the Facebook group this weekend was that I had contacted some people to do a uh, a group session with me, just like a a business consulting type of thing. A couple of people that I'd worked with last year, and I just really desired to to talk with them about a couple of ideas and get some input. So I contacted them and, and just said, how much uh, would it be to have an hour with you guys? And they gave me the price in US dollars. Now, I'm Canadian, in case you don't know. A lot of people assume I'm American, but I'm actually Canadian. And I charge in Canadian dollars. So if you take any programs with me, uh, as long as they're in Canada or online, they're in Canadian dollars. If I facilitate any access classes in the U.S. or if somebody from the U.S. is taking an access, like a core access class with me, they pay in U.S. dollars. Um, So... Anyway, I didn't have any US dollars left in my bank account, in like my PayPal account. I keep a lot of different currencies in my PayPal account and I had none in there because I had just, I don't even remember, I must've bought something, whatever. And I was like, huh, okay, so it's gonna cost me this much to spend an hour with them. It was still very light to choose it. I have lots of Canadian money in there so I could have just sent it in, in the US and it, you know PayPal would convert it for me. But what was really lighter was for me to say, hey, business, since you would like me to have this session with them, because of the two ideas that were popping were just, you know, I was so clear that my business is saying, okay, now's the time, now's the time. So I'm like, okay, business, if you would like that, like what magic can we co-create? And I don't mean like, since you would like it and it's gonna bore me, like, it's not like that. I'm, I'm excited to play with my business like that. I love the ideas it's come up with, and I'm willing to receive from it. So I just like, you know, really kind of nonchalantly be like, all right, business, what's it going to take to put some U.S. money into my PayPal account? And again, I don't actually charge U.S. dollars for the most part. So it's pretty rare for U.S. dollars to get in there unless I've done a class in the U.S. or had some people from the U.S. take a class <laughs> And then imagine my shock, although it shouldn't really be a shock, but it was a big shock when I got a PayPal notification that all of this US money was deposited. And I was like, wow. And I get, and it was actually an affiliate link with Access, so they pay their affiliates in US money. And I, I mean, I get that affiliate payment however many times a year that they send it. I don't even know. I don't have a clue when they're coming. I never, never pay attention to that. So it was just so cool because I'd asked, I'd commune with my business and, and just was totally open to it. Now, I also had no point of view if I was going to use the Canadian money in my PayPal account. Like it wouldn't have mattered to me. It just felt so much funner to ask for this kind of surprise American dollars to show up in my, in my PayPal account. And then there it was. So again, we're looking at getting out of control, not having a point of view about it, and the willingness to ask and the willingness to not separate, because that's what I see a lot of people. Again, I work with a lot of people who are, who are creating their businesses and, and a lot of times they do this separation of, well, if you want me to do that, then you better figure it out because I'm not doing it until you get that. Like that's actually really not a kind way to do business at all uh, or anything. That's not communion. Actually, that's just, that's just being bossy and an asshole. Um, so everything that brings up, we to and create it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pod, pock, shorts, boys and beyonds. And it's just the willingness to co-create, to play together. Now, if my business would have asked me to create something that really wasn't fun for me and really just not something that I desired to do and didn't light me up, then I would definitely have more conversation with it. Uh, Like I said, the two ideas that popped these last week or so have just been like totally lit me up and I'm so excited So that's a different energy than if it would have said, hey, can you do um, a class on, I don't know, how to fold napkins? (laughs) Because I know lots about that. (laughs) Wow. Anyway, I actually know nothing about folding napkins, but let's say my business asked me to do that. There would be more conversation in that for me because one, it doesn't light me up and it doesn't really do anything for me the thought of having that conversation in a class so then I would be you know maybe I'd be like hey you know what business thank you so much for this possibility I it's great it's not something that works for me so would you mind going and finding somebody that it does work for So it's just a totally different space and a totally different energy than, well, I have to because my business said. And it's kind of what I was talking about earlier in the show about, you know, kind of the reason I didn't want to commune with my body years ago was because I was so sure it was going to say I only want carrot sticks and celery sticks to eat. And that, you know, in my world, equal diet, which, you know, brought up all of the past experiences of dieting instead of body, what would you like? And then clearing my points of view if I had a point of view about it. Uh, and if, you know, I'm not sure if, it, if my business asked me to, to do a class on folding napkins, if clearing the points of view, I might try that, but I probably still would be like, hey, can you just go find somebody else to do that with? And if you haven't read um, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, it's called Big Magic, I so recommend that book guys like that is such a phenomenal book it is so close to the access tools in so many ways but she shares a story well she's many of them but there was a poet and I don't know if she met her if she just read her story I don't remember how she got this information but this poet would be outside doing the gardening like I think like years ago and All of a sudden it was like to the poet, it was like this poem would come up over the hills and she would actually have to catch it as it went through and you kind of like as it floated energetically, she would have to catch it and get back to the house with a pen and paper so she could get it written down and there was one time where she got it like just the very tail end of it so she pulled it in backwards energetically so the poem was actually written backwards and it's just to me that is so true of how things are like how you know whether they're new inventions or their poems or their books or their classes like it always amazes me I'll have this like really cool awareness to do this um we just finished today, but uh, you know, I did started in December about creating wealth, money, and cash through financial awareness. So really, really cool. I start putting it all together, and then all of a sudden, there's like all these other people doing a very similar class, and I haven't even put my stuff out there. So I'm, it's not that people are copying by any means. It's actually we've all kind of got a bit of the awareness, and then we all get to add our flavor to it, and so then it becomes where Everybody on the planet has all of these different choices, which I think is great. And it's the same energy as this poet. It's like this poem was asking to be written, and it was just floating around until somebody was willing to write it. And I just, to me, that's so cool. And and Elizabeth also shares this story of how she started writing a book, really kind of a bizarre storyline, like not a typical one. And then she just kind of got to the point where it just totally died. Like there was no energy on it. She put it away. A few, I don't remember, months, years later, she met a friend and was, t- and the friend said, oh, I'm writing this book. And it was the exact same storyline. And so Elizabeth said to her, when did you start writing this book? And she told her, and it was the same month that Elizabeth put it away. So it's like all of this stuff, all of these creations are asking to be created, and they don't have a point of view of who creates them. So they all, you know, if they come in and then you you take action and you create them cool, and if you don't, then they'll just keep going over the hill until somebody does. Like, I, I don't know, for me, that's just so inspiring because there's so much. There's so much. And if you've ever kind of felt like, oh my gosh, I've got to write a book and I have to write this specific one because, you know, I'm the only one. What if you're not? Like, what if somebody else could write that book? And, and it doesn't mean you shouldn't write a book, but just get yourself, let yourself off the hook. Because if you tell yourself you have to do something, you probably won't do it. And then you get to judge yourself for not doing it Which then, of course, creates less action (laughs) instead of just being like, hey, that feels really fun. Okay, so, you know, my two favorite questions. What would the planet be like in five years if I choose this? What would the planet be like in five years if I don't choose this? And then, cool, if you choose it and it's light for you, cool. And if you don't know that it will go somewhere else, yeah, it'll be a different flavor. Of course, it will be a different flavor. Everybody has their own flavor. So, Everywhere that you've made it significant that you have to complete something or you have to do something, just to start and create it all, return to sender with consciousness. Yeah, right, wrong, good, battle, nine, butt box, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And one more time. What energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to be out of control, out of definition, out of limitation, out of form, out of structure, out of significance, out of linearity, out of concentricity for all eternity? Everything that doesn't allow that. We destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pot, shorts, boys, and beyonds. All right, we're going to head to break and we'll be right back.
0: It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Did you know that Glenys travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico. And her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenise.net.
3: Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day?
1: Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. To find out more about Glynise and our program, please visit www.glynise.net. That's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities.
2: Welcome back, everybody. So we are talking about the art of communion. And I just realized that I've kind of been starting the show backwards or... Yeah, so with communion, what I use and probably is the most ease to use is your awareness. So when you're talking to whatever it is you'd like to talk with is just use your light and your heavy, however awareness shows up for you. It might not be light and heavy. It might be a contraction and an expansion. It might be dense. It might be uh, whatever that is for you. However your awareness shows up and I have a whole show from Gosh, a couple of years ago, I think August of probably either 2014 or 2015, called uh, "What the Fuck Is Awareness?" If you if you struggle with your awareness, check out that show, and it really is this space of just asking and then ask yes and no questions. You know, so my question to my house was truth. You know, do you desire to have the the sewer backup in you? And so that was like no. That was it. Was really it was so dense for me. I was so aware. It was a no. I had another experience actually, uh, was it last summer maybe? I think actually it was last summer. And I I still, it, it was so surreal to me because of how much I was willing to commune and, and how cool it was when I did. So what occurred was Abby and I were downstairs watching TV. And just the way our house is set up, if somebody comes to our door and we're downstairs watching TV, you pretty much can't hear like unless they were to really really bang you pretty much can't hear and so we didn't and we went upstairs it was just about 10 it was in the summertime so it was still light out and I as I walked upstairs the other thing we'd had was there was forest fires from up north and you know nowhere near us but there's the smoke was so heavy that it was, you know, we'd kind of had a lot of smoke around for a few days. So when I came up the stairs, I mean, the smoke from the few days was still there, but there was, it almost seemed heavier. And then all of a sudden I could hear people. And so I went onto our side deck and we live on an acreage, very secluded. So to hear somebody is really weird. So I went out onto the side deck and all of a sudden I heard, call 911. And so there was people talking to each other, not far from our house saying, call 911. And all of a sudden I looked and I could see and then I could hear the flames. So there was, there was a f- uh, fire in the ditch, which was just across the road from our trees, which was, you know, very close to our house. And I called hubby uh, and he, you know, ran out there and I went to get dressed because I was in my pajamas. I went to get dressed and I, in that moment, I was like, truth house, do you desire to burn down? And it was like, nope. And I'm like, okay, we don't have anything. Again, we live 10, 15 minutes from the closest town. Uh, we don't have anything here really to take care of those flames. We have a garden hose, but uh, not gonna get it over there. So I just said to it, you need to take care of you because I, there's not much I can do for you right now. And then I said to the trees, which were the closest ones to where the fire was, I said, trees, do you desire to burn? And it was like another big no. So I said, okay guys, I need you to take care of you because I don't right now have anything physically to take care of those flames. And it was a really dry summer as uh, many of ours here in Canada have been. And I just looked at around the house to, okay, what, what would I take? Like if all of a sudden the fire did cut, like what, what do I need to grab? And it was so cool because the other gift it gave me was really the only two things I desired to grab was my two kitties. Like, nothing else had any significance in that moment, which I was really grateful for. I mean, would have I loved to be able to pack up my computer and some of my clothes? Yes, but in those moments of possibly having kind of two minutes to pack, what would I take? My babies. Okay, good. And, of course, hubby who was already out there. And I sent a quick message to some friends uh, and just said, hey, guys, can you contribute? And walked out the door and went up to where they were. And, uh within again way less time than what should have been the fire truck came and was able to put the fire out before it did any major damage at all and it was so cool because I really I know that I would have been okay if it said it was needed to burn down like if my house or the trees said yes we want to burn would have I loved it or been you know happy about it no of course not but I, I had no charge on it except that, okay, I knew I had choice in it. It's like, okay, you need to let me know because if you're going to burn down, I want to make sure my cats are out or, you know, like there, there was still choice there for me. But I wasn't going to override if my house or those trees decided that it, they desired to go. And, and it was just this sense of peace. So even as I was walking out and, and everybody was quite panicked because of what could happen, uh, I wasn't. I was just this space of, I knew my house and the trees and the yard were gonna take care of itself, and I knew that in that place that I was with it, that nothing could override that, you know. So even if hubby would have started freaking out, that the space that I was in, in that, in the, at least in that moment, I still would have overrode whatever crazy he might have, you know, been in. He wasn't at all, but you know, I'm just giving you an example of if he would have been, you know. So sometimes somebody can choose some crazy and then when we match it that becomes where we start creating the opposite of what we'd like whereas in that I mean I was just so clear it was so freaking cool of just that you know what house doesn't desire to be burnt and I know if my house doesn't desire to burn she's not gonna be burnt like (laughs) she's potent and she's gonna take care of herself so it's that willingness to ask, the willingness to, to know that they can have choice and then also the, the willingness to trust you with regards to it. And the other thing is I didn't walk out and, and you know, put my blinders on. Oh, my house said it was going to be fine. The trees said they're going to be fine. I'm just going to walk out here. It was like, no, okay, cool. You've said you're fine. Trees have said they're fine. And if I do need to leave, what do I need to grab? So it's really, it's such a, it's such a big picture to me and so much, create so much ease when we're willing to commune as opposed to be what I often refer to as the superior bitch. You know, where, where a lot of people would superior bitch their house as to you can't burn down and you have to do this and probably not even talking to their house really, but of course, still talking to their house, right? So everything that brings up, we destroy it and create it all. <sighs> right, wrong, good, bad, online, but box shorts, boys and beyonds. And of course, superior bitch and control go hand in hand pretty closely. <laughs> yeah. So all of the superior bitching and controlling you've been doing that haven't been creating more for you or the planet, We just destroy it and create it all and return to sender with consciousness? Yeah. Right, wrong, good, battle 9 butt, fuck, shorts, boys and beyonds. Cool. Alright, and uh, so I want to invite you to some classes I've got coming up around the world. And these are other things, you know, it's another aspect of my business that I commune with. I ask my class, I get a lot of requests to travel around the world. And I ask my business, hey business, would you like to have a class there? And then, you know, follow that energy. Because if my if my business doesn't decide to have a class in, uh, I don't know, Timbuktu, then me trying to force it or push it or make it happen isn't actually going to create more and i will probably end up with frustration and annoyed and disappointed so it's like communing what would your business like where would it like to be and i know lots of you guys would like to be doing you know taking your classes on the road ask your business business would you like to go to whatever let's say it's hawaii i often use hawaii as as an example And if it says yes, then okay, what magic can we co-create together? Like, show me the way. I'd love to go to Hawaii. You'd love to go to Hawaii. Let's go to Hawaii business. (laughs) All right. So on that note, um, I have so many foundation classes coming up. I'm so excited about that. I have been, for the past few years, I've been doing a lot of my own specialty classes, which are awesome too. And... This year seems to be all about foundation. So all of these dates coming up and locations are foundation classes, which is the uh, one of the Access Consciousness core classes. So you do bars, and then the next step if you choose is foundation. So February 24th in Victoria, B.C., and March 9th in Lloydminster, Alberta, and May 11th, in Edmonton, Alberta, May 25th, Denver, Colorado, June 1st, Las Vegas, Nevada, and June 8th, Swift Current, Saskatchewan. Those are all foundations. And the Lloyd Minster class and the Edmonton class and the Denver class all have a Bars class right before it, so the day before. Bars is one day, Foundation is four days. And then also some special ones. Uh, this one we just got listed. So April 29th, it's a one uh, one afternoon, later afternoon-ish class uh, in Salt Lake Sitter. Sitter? <laughs> Salt Lake City creating more money and more abundance with ease. Yeah, how does it get any better than that? So check out my site for that. Or you can always message me or find them on Facebook. Uh, I've got a couple groups, Glenise Hughes, hashtag, as if by magic. And then of course this radio show has one, Living in the Magic of Possibilities. And there's a radio show that gets posted every day. And I have hundreds of radio shows. This radio show started in July, 24, uh, July, 2013. So three and a half years of awesomeness that we have. So we get, we post at least one show a day on that group. Uh, well page I guess as opposed to group so anyway back to communing the art of communion so like I was saying you want to be using your awareness that's how you commune with things and just asking yes or no questions and it may seem like it takes a while like let's say you're asking your business how much it would like you to be charging for sessions so you know truth $20 truth, $30 truth, $40. Uh, and you just keep going up until you find the, the really light one. And usually once you go past the light one, it gets heavy. So, you know, and if you're not sure you could be like truth, a million dollars a minute or something like do something really extreme so that you can get a sense of what a big no is for you and then go back to kind of the, the. sometimes there's a little bit, let's say $100 is a little bit light, $110 is really light, $120 is a little bit heavy. So then you just kind of keep playing with that and going, oh wow, okay, it's $110 or whatever it might be for you. Yeah, and then you wanna clear your points of view. So once you commune with something, Uh, If you you are aware that you have points of view about whatever it's asking, make sure you clear those. So let's say I would have not had the clarity with my, you know, if the house, let's say it said, yes, I don't want to burn down, but I was still going into, but the fire is so close and it's so dry and it's going to burn. Like if I would have went into that, then all of those you want to be destroying and uncreating. You want to be aware of them. Don't push them away. Don't pretend they're not there but be destroying and uncreating them continuously because those become asks. You know, your point of view creates your reality. So if your point of view is, that if there's a fire that close, it's going to go directly to the house or it's going to jump the road or whatever. I'll clear that because otherwise you'll project at it and you'll create it and then you'll be like, see, my house did want to burn down. i be like, no, it didn't. <laughs> you just made it burn down. And there are houses that do desire to be burnt down. You know, so don't always assume it's a no either because there can be times or maybe the, you know, with the example of the sewer, let's say my house would have said, yes, I do want, you know, the sewer to back up and, you know, we don't ever want to look for a why it would choose that, but you do want to be aware that there might be times where it says yes to something that, in your world would be a really big no and then just conversing and then checking in okay you know what if the sewer if the house is saying it would like the sewer to back up what do i need to go move what do I need to go do what (laughs) you know really looking at that too so that you can be aware of uh what what works for you because we also want to make our choices based on what what people or things are choosing you know So if your business says, okay, yeah, I would like to close. And that was a big one for me because I, you know, my business was very significant for for many years. I've been a business uh, 15 years. So for the first hand, it was very significant. So the thought of it ever wanting to close was devastating to me because I mean, how could it like that would be the end of my life? You know, that's the way it was back then. And so when I kind of got to the place of, hey, if it actually said to me, I'm done, I'd be okay with that. Like I, I created this so I could go create anything else that I truly desired. And it just creates a whole different space than, oh my gosh, this is the only way to create something. Yeah, so anything and anyone that you've made more significant than you, we just try and uncreate all that and return it to center with consciousness? Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, online, pot pock shorts, boys and beyonds. Whew. all right let's run the the uh what energy space and consciousness can you and your body be to be out of control out of definition out of limitation out of form out of structure out of significance out of linearity out of concentricity for all eternity anything that doesn't allow that we just start and create it all times a gazillion Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, putt, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And what energy, space, and consciousness can your body and you be to be the infinite communion you truly be? Anything that doesn't allow that to show up as if by magic, create a stir and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, putt, puck shorts, boys, and beyonds. Because infinite communion is what we naturally be. And you can ask anything. You can commune with anything. And it's about receiving. It's about asking. It's about being the oneness that you be. It's about allowing everything and everyone around you to have choice, including you. And knowing that if something says it would like something different than what works for you, you still have choice. I had a car, a few, oh gosh, probably the, whatever, three or four cars ago, and it uh, it made it very clear that it no longer desired to own me, and I said to it, okay, I don't have time to change you, so... Would you mind being okay with me for a few more months? And, and I got a yes. And then I did check in with it. Like, so truth, if I keep you, will you choose to have an accident to get rid of me? And it was a no. And I really, that was important for me to know. Uh, for many reasons but it was important for me to know because I didn't want to get into an accident and I knew that I could make the time if, if I was aware that my car was going to create an accident to get away from me uh, I could make the time and go get a new one because it said no then the, you know it was just, just convenient it was like okay yeah I, I know you're going to get rid of me so I'm so, um, <laughs> happy to let you uh, do in a few more months <laughs> and then what happened, happened was that we were actually talking about this and then it's already me I could get my room. But I had asked already ready for a little bit of time and the time was not and so then I just took it in and traded it in. So communion again isn't about anything having control, it's about working together and co creating. So Oh, on that note my goodness time flies when we're having fun uh let's finish with what energy space and consciousness can your body and you be to generate create actualize and receive everything you truly desire with total ease anything that doesn't allow that way to start create it all right wrong good bad all nine podpoc shorts boys and beyonds wonderful have a wonderful rest of your day and i look forward to talking to you next week
1: Thank you again for joining us. Living in the Magic of Possibilities can be heard every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Glenise Hughes for another edition of our program next week.